ان الحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على من لا نبي بعده قد قال تبارك وتعالى في كلامه المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا وشفيعنا وحبيبنا وسندنا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه واله وسلم من صلى علي صلاه واحده صلى الله عليه بها عشر كما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العزيز الحكيم رب زدني علما رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري واحلل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي Dear respected brothers, listeners Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh On this very blessed and auspicious day of Eid al-Adha, there are many a theme that we have grown accustomed to hearing from the member. with the many lessons that are drawn from this occasion, the Hajj, the willingness of Sayyidina Ibrahim Khalilullah and Sayyidina Ismail Dabihullah of sacrificing for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And alongside all of those themes and discussions that can be had, there is one theme, one discussion that is extremely important on this occasion of Eid. And that is the immense mercy and kindness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows the ummah during this blessed occasion. And when one contemplates the occasion is marked by an ibadah, a worship which is specific to a location. Today, Yawm al-Nahr, the 10th of Dhul-Hijjah, is a day where the Hujjaj, having completed the main Rukn of Hajj, the Wukuf of Arafat, have now moved on from Muzdalifah to Mina. And 
between Mina and Ramyul Jamar, they will now literally complete the Hajj. And the heightened barakat and mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showers is due to this occasion of the Hajj taking place. But just picture the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the kindness of Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal that though the Hajj is specific to a place Allah is so kind to those that subscribe to this faith that Allah extends all the mercy that is directed to the Hujjaj to anyone who subscribes to this belief of La ilaha illallah. Yesterday was the day of Arafat. The day where the pilgrims performed the most important duty in the Hajj. And there is a hadith in which the Prophet says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala draws near on the day of Arafat. And then he says to the angels that look, look at my servants, that they have come disheveled, the hair is all over the place, they have come dirty, when you go, when you initially start either Umrah or Hajj, then you have clean ihram. But by the second day, third day, and in Hajj, depending on when you started your ihram, after a few days, you notice the marks on your ihram. It's natural. There is no perfume, soap, that is allowed to be applied in that time. And Allah says, look at my servants. They have gathered on this plain of Arafat, disheveled, dirty, and all they want is me. So all angels testify that I have given them their forgiveness. So the angels, they say, Ya Allah, فِيهِمْ فُلَانٌ وَفُلَانٌ there, are, there is that person amongst them and that person amongst them, meaning that they aren't truly deserving of what you are giving, Ya Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, irrespective of who is there, all of them are granted their desires and are forgiven of their sins. And in extension of this element of Arafat, the Prophet says in another hadith, that the ninth of Dhul Hijjah, is the most difficult. The day where shaitan is the most angriest. Where he is the most upset. Of all the other days. Why? The amount of people that Allah delivers from the fire of Jahannam. The amount of people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala delivers from the fire of Jahannam on the day of Arafat is so great that this day is the most difficult day on shaitan. He is the most upset on that day. What In the hadith, it's, he's angered the most 
Because his mission is to take as many people away from Allah and admit them into the fire of Jahannam. And on this day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes the most people out of the fire of Jahannam and puts them in Jannah. So it angers him the most. How is that relevant today? That the Prophet then says, he's asked that, Abihim khassa, is this specific to the people in Arafat? This mercy that Allah extends. Is it because they are on the plain of Arafat? Is it specific to those people only on the Hajj? And this is why I say that on this day of Hajj, on this day of Eid, sorry, and this period of Hajj, every Muslim needs to understand how merciful Allah is to each and every one of us. So the Prophet then responds, La, bal this mercy of Allah, this forgiveness of Allah, this deliverance from the fire of Jahannam, from Allah, is for everyone who subscribes to the faith in the kalima la ilaha illallah. So this period of hajj alongside all the other lessons of sacrifice, of willing to give up for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of putting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before everything else, what we hear often from the member. It is also a time where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala extends His mercy in a period that is specific to a place. To every Muslim, whether they live in the Arabian Peninsula, whether they live in America, whether they live in the North Pole, South Pole, every person who subscribes to this kalima la ilaha illallah, this mercy is extended to them. And yesterday was an opportunity. We pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that He... Make us amongst those that he delivered from the fire of Jannah. Sayyidina Ali karramallahu wajahu. He was asked on the plain of Arafat that, Ya Ali, what do you do on this day? What do you ask for? He says, I only ask that, Ya Allah, a'tiqni min al-nar. Wawassi'li al-rizq al-halal. That Allah, save me and deliver me from the fire of Jahannam. And... Extend and make vast upon me pure halal risk provisions for me. So that is one. The day of Arafat, which is past, the mercy, and now today. The day of Eid, which again is commemorated by the act of sacrificing. It's known as Yawmun Nahar, the day of sacrifice. This is where the Hujjaj, after completing their first pelting of the Pillars that represent shaitan. The very first act is ensuring that their animal is sacrificed before they then proceed to perform their tawaf, etc. This specific duty of sacrificing an animal is extended to all of the Muslims. And in last week's Jummah, I explained the virtue of it. That Rasulullah sallallahu says that the virtue of sacrificing an animal for Allah is such that for every strand and fiber, every piece of wool that's on the back of that animal, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants one hasana. Grants one reward for every fiber, every strand of hair, every piece of wool on the back of that animal. And then he said, 
that the blood before it drops before you where the animal is sacrificed yaka'u in the law it drops in the law meaning it's accepted before the blood even drops before you on this earth a specific right at the time of hajj but extended for the whole of the ummah so each and every one of us can take from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala each and every single one of us can take from the mercy that Allah has then extended to the entire ummah. And finally, when we acknowledge the mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has showered upon us, when we acknowledge the favors that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is extending towards us in a time that's specific in ibadah to a specific place. The question then arises that how do I show my gratitude for that mercy? For that rahmah that Allah is showing me, how do I then show my gratitude to Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal? And the ulama, the mufassirun, the muhaddithun, they mention that there is no greater show of appreciation to Allah than the obedience of Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal. There is no greater show of appreciation to the mercy and the rahmah and the favors of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala than the actual obedience to Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal. And this is the gist and the summary of Sayyidina Ibrahim Khalilullah and his story with Sayyidina Ismail and Anabina that the willingness to fulfill every command of Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal as difficult as that command may have been from Allah. So we pray to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala grant us the tawfiq Number one, to appreciate these ni'mah and these mercies that Allah is bestowing upon us. And with that appreciation, the way that we show that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to fulfill the obligations that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has levied against us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to fulfill the obedience that He has mandated upon us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq. وآخر الدعوان الحمد لله رب العالمين سبحان الله وبحمده سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك ونشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك